<laughs> bro. What do you got to say, bro? Well. What do you got to say, bro? How about this? You're full of shit. Good afternoon, welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm a certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming to you from the bunker in Southern California, sitting across from me, my co-host and partner. Oh, shit. Oh, goddammit. Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, and to all weak-ass motherfuckers, poison. Mm. Girl, I'm Come on! You. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, remember that? hell yeah! What are you talking yeah. about? Situation is Come on! Yeah. Out of time. Yeah, oh, shit! Here comes Oh Blue Eyes! Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer. I mean, that was kind of anticlimactic, bro. <sighs> was it? What? What happened? What happened? There you go. Bro. Okay. <sighs> Sean Lewis. There we go. <laughs> Certified. I'm your professional. I'm sitting here alone in darkness. What the hell? Yep. Just mm-hmm. like I told you. Engineer. Some are sicker than oh. others, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? That's right, Lev. There we go. Oh, no. Man, what's going on? Da, da, da. What's going on? Man, what's going on? Oh, well, Come on, man. Get your Hey, wait. Here it goes. Listen, listen. Wait, 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 wait. You ever smell a moldy towel? This is good white music this morning, huh? Right. Real white. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Go on, brother. Hey, brother. Go on, brother. <laughs> Actually, I think right. that's from Sweden. It's like some yeah, Swedish like death yeah. metal or right. some fucking death metal, brother. I mean, all right. Well, look, enough playing around. Hell of a week. Fuck yeah. Dude, it's been crazy media week. Crazy oh, a bit more of a crazy, a lot of things week. Media is one of them. Yeah, I think we should bring to everyone's attention that you are on... Right, Hoodstocks. Right, what, what is Hoodstocks for the people that don't know? Uh, that's a great uh, podcast that's uh, from some fellas over on the east side, Lucky Sun Tzu. Um, another Lucky that has a podcast and great content, bringing in a lot of, a lot of great, uh, interesting... Um, colorful guests and uh we're getting to hear and, and listen to these 
these stories and, and people from uh, the east side over there, what's going over on that side of town. And it's a great podcast. So he invited me on and has a lot to do with the brown and a lot of the, the industry and the brown people in the industry, you know. Yeah. So how did they con? Like, how did you, how did he contact you? How did you get involved? He reached out to me. You know, I, the guy had seen a podcast of his with Baldacci Estevan. Yeah. At different times. Yeah. Um, I saw what he was doing, and I think uh, he sent a text at one point in time or a DM. Yeah. Hey man, I enjoy your show. You're doing, and I hit him back. Hey man, I like what you're doing. And uh, I think I invited him over to the. I invited, told him, hey man, we should get together and do the show. Right. And then I didn't hear from him for a minute. But yeah, months. And uh, I got I got hit up one day, and he was like, hey man, I want what you to come it? down and do the show. Guests have been asking. Da, da, da. I was like, I would love to. I was honored. Come on. So so what was so where how far away or where was it? It was like. He's he's in East LA, um, over by Soto Street. Okay, like in the heart of East LA by King Taco. Oh, I, I used to, when I ate meat, Ooh. boy, at fucking King Taco yeah. was the fucking. They're right there, right? Oh, oh, come on, fluffy. Yeah. Anyway, so you went over there. So what's it well, like? They going got on? a great team. Shout out to everybody over there at uh, Hoodstocks, man. C Note and, and the whole team over there. Good who guys. Who was the man. guy? Who was the dude that was standing up? They were they like when I watched uh, it. His, let me. Think, there was like a dude yeah, that would stand yeah, up, yeah, yeah. reading yeah. shit off his phone. Yeah, he's and he's like, he's like their guy. He's like he's their, like their Chumahan. You know, not Chumahan. I don't want to say that, but he's like their their bounce back guy. They're you know, uh, yeah. And but where is he standing? Because like it's like you and and Lucky Sun Tzu like at a table with a ton of shot glasses. He's got like. An MPC, I think. That's uh, a roadcaster. It's a roadcaster. All right, that's from our audio expert, and he's using that to hit uh, sound effects and whatnots. Right. Okay. Wish I had. Um, and it, wish I still had the pictures of this guy because I because I had his name. I yeah. just Don't know his name. Off he the said top he right was now. like a fan of the show. Says he follows our yes. show. He's been listening yes. for two years. So big shout out to that dude. Yes. Right. The brain trust. You know, whatever. The the fact man. I don't know what he is because he was reading news. I saw him reading news on the show, like why you guys took a piss. You took about like ten pisses. Oh yeah, we but he was taking more than me. Well, he was having a good time. I'm looking for. I'm looking right now to see. I think his name might be on here. Okay, I think Lucky Sun Tzu was having a good time during that show because he was having drinks and he he was smoking some of your cigarettes. I mean, he was doing everything. Yeah, I think he was vaping. I mean, I feel like. Anything you could do, he was like chewing tobacco, he was vaping, he was smoking, he was drinking, like everything you could do, he was doing. I, I want to say, it's not Casey, I forget his name, the gentleman's name, Yeah, but uh, good guy. All the guys over there were- uh, How many guys did they have on their crew? Yeah, like, well, there was this Casey cat who was there, I remember, he yeah. had the gentleman who was talking, Yeah, yeah. Um, who in that area, he has like a great custom hat company and he, okay. and he and he sews and makes hats right then there was um lucky yeah and then there was a gentleman by the name of c notes and he's in a couple of the but it's not it's not related to crispy, crispy notes. not no but same c notes right <laughs> so that was his team bro and me and him were there and then you know the gentleman that was standing what? off to the what? side i want to say like Alberto or something like that alberto, alberto. alberto or something alberto like that. whatever I can't remember we should have name. that dude on the show too did Lucky yeah. Sun Tzu No, say- no, they all were going to come down. Him and, his, him and his crew. And he was saying like two weeks. He said he wanted to be on shrooms when he did the show. Yes, he did. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fully supporting that, Sean. Hundred yeah. percent. Bring some with you, please. Yeah, maybe. Hundred percent. <laughs> bring some, dude. We should do an old blue eye shroom show. Yeah, and just let old blue eyes huh? get real rubbery and weird on the show. All right. Hey, so old blue eyes, where do you go when you shroom? Like, what's your normal? Is it first of all when you shroom trip? Is it the same as when you acid trip for you? I'm not an acid guy. I didn't ask that question. I asked you, have you done acid? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. So, shroom trip, acid trip, are they the same for you? No. Okay. What's the difference? Well, one I don't like, and the other one I do. No, but I mean in terms of the content of the trip. Um, You know what? Uh, Yeah. Um, So, acid (laughs) is bizarre and weird and unexplainable and and hard to, to kill. Yeah, hard it to kill. will not go away. Hard to kill. Um, hard to kill. And the other one Shrimp. will make you uh, give you an ego death and and uh, and all that other stuff. God, none of those sound good, bro. <laughs> ego right. death and all this other ego stuff. Ego death. Ego death. Ego's a death metal. Yeah. So ego's so, a death metal. Hey, what a <laughs> death metal. What about so? What's different about their show than ours in terms of the setup? Like, and I'm not trying to get an evaluative. I just want to know the experience wise, because this is another guy that's maybe in it longer than we have been, and you know has his thing down. So, what did you see as some differences between this show as its setup and ours? You know, they've got a couple more. For one, these guys are visual, are visual, so they have cameras up. Obviously, they're on YouTube, so that adds a different. That adds a different equation. I, I actually like spaced on that. It was even on YouTube, right? Until I was like parking, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a YouTube show." So yeah. that's different. The dynamic of all the cameras there. Um, you know, they 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 have a setup. They kind of have. We're completely open ended in a lot of ways. Yeah, they kind of have some things that they do, which are kind of cool. They have some things set in place like, during the show, like, oh, we're going to do phone calls, or right. all right, this is like uh, I'm going to read off my things. It's yay or nay, or you know, and they run through right, like, like so bits, they, right? They got some they, bits, some bits, and which is interesting and which is cool because they have they have some structure. They kind of like they did not not know what they were doing. Right. Put it like that, like they right. had their. They had their plan. They're kind of like sticking to it, and it was a good show, man. We were. It's kind of like the sh- opposite of us. We come in intending to talk about something, and we wind up <laughs> in some weird other place, which is cool. You know, that's part of what some people like about the show. But it's just—it's definitely not. We're not like that. I think too, as well. You know, like this is definitely like the title of Lucky Show is Hoodstocks, and right. so. There is a lot that's that that voice is coming from the streets. It really is. And like the topic and a lot of the dialogue is from the perception of the streets. And I also get where where Lucky's at with it. Like, uh, you know, this thing is about like he wants to bring on some people that have had some struggles and gone through some things and 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 how how maybe coming from some places that we both are familiar with. Yeah. How you. How you work through that, or you, you know, get to the next stages and maybe move forward and be able to take the the good things from that and maybe leave behind some of the bad things and how to navigate and what what what. So that's what kind of like our. our, What do you understand hoodstocks to mean? The the name. I, I would. 
I don't know. I've never asked. Right. But, but what I, mean, I take away yeah. from it is that stocks are valuable. So it would be like something valuable from the hood. Like these are like stocks and bonds, like hood stocks. Like there's stock or there's value in the hood type of thing. Hood stocks. That's this is just totally. I know. I'm I, I, I think what do you think? I don't know. I, I I'm asking you because I thought about it. And I I, think, I have too. I think that the from a from a I think if you're from the hood, mm-hmm. right? You you see the hood part more than you might see the stock part. Okay. Okay. Like in my mind, this is just me. I'm not some fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, okay, I recognize the hood. So I know that this is emanating from the hood. So this right. is reflecting me on some level. I'm going to hear some things, see some things, right? The stock part, I'm wondering about what the concept, maybe we should ask him when he comes we, in. We need to. Yeah. Because like, from the, like you said. Stock, Mine is all speculation. I don't know because I haven't asked. But, but also I think it's important for feedback because it's like, what is it, what is it saying to others? We spend, how much no time idea. do we spend and initially? What, are we what if we're the only two guys missed not getting what supposedly was being said? Maybe, but imagine how many people that might be able to access this show, the His show, let's right. say from the East Coast or from Florida. Okay. Or from fucking Bimini. Okay. What are they seeing the name? What is Hoodstocks communicating to them? And I'm just thinking about that in terms of like, what does it mean? We and, think a lot about that about our show. We yeah. We think a lot I mean, about, about our brands and projects, don't we? I mean, isn't that Supermax? You, you, we spend a whole deal of time thinking about yes, what, what Supermax means. And some of it means what you intended to mean. And then some of it gets picked up by the audience and they take it to mean what they take it to mean. You're so absolutely I, right. So when I'm th- like, and we do that with the hard luck show where we're like, initially it was like, well, his name is lucky and he's fucking tough. So he's hard or he's been through some hard things or, but he survived them. So hard luck show. Right. And then it started even to us as time moved on, started to take on bigger, broader meanings in certain ways. Right. right? And we even started thinking like we should emphasize and fucking Frank senior. What did Frank senior say? Remember, he was like, um, you know, the hard luck show, what does that mean? And it's a hard luck story, a hard luck tough thing. And he goes, luck is what you make it. Right. Right. That's right. what Senior yeah, said. Sure. All right. So that's why I was asking, what's the stock part? To me, it means, I guess when I see hood stocks, I see, number one, a clever combination of two worlds. Mm-hmm. You got the hood and then you've got whatever, Wall Street. Second is is that, yeah, just like you said, value. But obviously it's not monetary. It's got to be something l- towards authenticity or credibility. Like what's your street value? Right. Right? Did you keep your word? Right. Or did you right. fucking? Sure. Right? Do, yeah. When you go to the neighborhood, do they know who you are? Right. And that was yeah. a huge part of your interview or saying like, well, you want to find out, go to my neighborhood and ask about me. Right. And they'll let you know. Yeah. They'll right? tell you. They'll tell you. So I thought that was interesting. Sean, is there something bubbling up for you? I just see your head moving around. No? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. All right. So they had a, yeah. a little bit more structured show. A little bit more structured show. And, you know, man, we we, we, we were talking about, I mean, that show went on to a lot of different areas, man. And, and I think there was some underlining dialogue going on in that show uh, about a lot of things, man. About struggling, about addiction. Um, a lot of that was, was in the show. And let me tell you, man, we, we discussed, um, we discussed, you know, we, we began and we talked a little bit around, you know, lucky struggling and me struggling, um, and the histories of, and I'm talking about with everything from, 
we're not just talking about um, substance. I'm talking about struggling with just behaviors and doing things differently and like regressing back to, you know, just behaviors and actions and things that no longer serve us now. Right. And and part of that battle and that discussion was substance abuse as well is going sure. back and forth and some of that. And, um, you know, man, I, you know, it, and and for the people out there, man, like if I think there was a point where in that podcast we started to kind of peel back that you may see certain things on the podcast or you may see certain things in social media that we're presenting, but what you're not seeing is you're not seeing like the real life stuff or you're not, you're seeing a portion of it, but what you're not seeing is you're not seeing where things fall apart and having the, uh, you know, the hard part of shit, you know, you're being shown exactly what maybe, you know, somebody wants to show you but what you're not seeing is you're not seeing the backstory you're not seeing the struggle you're not seeing the day-to-day you're not seeing the fine lines you have to walk and the negotiations and like all the shit you got to do to keep it together it's not always pretty and there's none of it and people don't see that man and i think that uh some people you know certainly for myself it's a hard luck show and there's a lot to that but you know i struggle i've you know i've been struggling recently you know and um, I'm trying to take some new uh, approaches and try some different things. But, you know, man, it's... What have you been struggling with recently? With just life uh, as it presents itself and, and how I engage it and how I... Really, I'm struggling with the whole way I come at life. Which, wh- how does that work? Um, I don't... I, I don't... I just... Um, Mm. I've been I've been to some I've been I've come upon some areas in my life where you know I get a sense of uh, it's hard it's just it's just difficult sometimes to show up in some ways and uh, and I feel like I take things really 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 like uh I don't know how to explain it to you, Mom, but there's I, I take everything personal. Like I'm up at nighttime a couple times last week, stressing on shit, and I and and there's really the, nothing that I can like. I don't know why I take things. I take things with me, and I take them, and they and I need to. I'm trying to learn how to like step back, um, and not be constantly on grind hustle go mode and sometimes i just kind of feel uh kind of overwhelmed and when those feelings start to come sometimes they start to move in a certain direction or i start to move in a certain direction and you know you know last few weeks it's been it's been tough man it's been um it's just been hard you know it's it's been uh difficult and i've been trying to exercise some new things and maybe pick up on some tools that I have but you know and I don't share that and show that on you know Instagram those things I don't talk Mm. much about that stuff man but I don't have any I don't have anything licked um you know and I have a I have a history man there's a lot of eyeballs on me and Sean what are you hearing here I don't know I feel like um are you? Because you started off saying something about how you you're taking things personal, mm-hmm. 
And then you got into something about how you're constantly on the grind or you're trying to separate yourself and like turn yourself off or something from being in that mode. So I'm trying to bridge the gap of like what you're taking personal and how you're approaching your your life stuff is it that those two are things are at odds i i want to just say like i certain situations to me are like life and death right okay if i'm if i die in the process i'm all right with it but it's like it's it's like life and death man to me some of it and it's and you're back up and it's not that serious but i'm internalizing the whole thing that's serious great what is the thing, I think I totally identify with what you're saying. What is the thing that's causing you to look at the situation or hooks you into thinking it's life or death when when you get into your wisdom mind or whatever you want to call it, you can step back and be like, ah, that ain't that serious. But it, what is causing you to lose that perspective and put yourself in a sense of uh, struggle? I'm not positive, Chumon. I'm not sure what the answer to that is. Um, but you know, you know, I never had panic attacks. I've had a few in the last fucking couple weeks. What does a really? panic attack for Big Steve look like? What happens if if you start getting all this feeling of overwhelmness, like impending down on you, and you just start getting nervous, and then like all your thoughts become fleeting. And and then, your my my heart starts racing as if I was doing like I'd ran a couple miles, and I'm just sitting there, and then I'm like, and I can't catch my breath. That's interesting. Yeah. Is it similar to, or any way related to what you experienced in fear towards your father when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. No, but it is the same type of fear that I've experienced when. I've gotten busted for shit and I'm in a fucking holding cell and fucking I know I'm facing a lot of time and everything's fucking crumbling. Wow. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. That's so what that could be, I'm not saying that's what it is, but what that sounds like to me is it might be a situation where you're having the same experience. You might not be in a holding cell. Oh, yeah. But all of a sudden life is crumbling. Or you get a sense oh, that dude. it is, and then all of a sudden that body re- that body memory, that body reflex kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just my perception, guys. Like I'm not overwhelmed. Like I got a lot going on, but not overwhelmed. But it gets to that thing. And if I live too much with too many days stacked like that, I start to feel like dude, I've got to get some breathing air. I've got to get some room. Like I need a break. Starts. And that's where different troubles start. Yeah. Yeah. So today, uh, like what we were talking about in some of the notes that we took, keeping it together. Dude, I can't, I can't, I can't lie, I can't, I can't lie to myself and try and say to myself that there ain't a pattern to my fucking life and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. I can't say to myself that there's a lot of people hoping I don't fuck up. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are in business with me, and they've said to themselves before we walked in the business, I hope this motherfucker is done, dude. I really hope, man. I really hope. I want. I hope. I, you know? Mm-hmm. There's some people that are like, I have no idea. Right. 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 So, um, 
you know, it's it's it is, man. For for my listeners, I've I have lost it all a few times right. at throwing it all away. I gotta be real clear when I say I didn't lose it. I've thrown it away a few times. Why, not? Oh, no. dude? Listen, when I find the answers to that and I figure that out, I'll let everybody know. Okay. But I'm trying some different things. I, more importantly, I want to share with everybody that, you know what, man? I do struggle, man. Right. That I don't have it figured out and perfect. And, oh, it's lux. And, and yeah, he. And, and, and. Listen, man. I struggle, man. With lots of. I struggle with a number of things, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and each day, man, you know, I, I ain't got nothing. I'm not trying to claim to be something that I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to make it happen, man, and I don't air it all out all the time. But you know, it, you know, and I think that Lucky and me on this show, yeah, we're talking about some of that, man. And I really feel like, dude, you know, like for a minute, it got kind of emotional for a minute. I saw you that. saw that, right? I did. Yeah. Like first, first, it started out kind of like this. Let me play a little bit of it. Let's see if we can hear. Time, my G. Let's go. It started me off at the beginning. I don't want to deal with that. All right, here we go. Pop on. And do, and do you guys just do audio? Do you do visual? You know, for the people that this don't know. This is Big brother, Steve talking we about the don't. show. We are just, uh, at this point, we are still just audio only. Okay. Um, for, for different reasons, we kind of just came into it traditionally on the audio thing. And I feel like maybe we paused as a team saying, Okay, we're gonna get everything just right for our visuals so that we can go on to YouTube or we're gonna do, right? In the visual We're still season. working on that. Right, right. And sometimes you sometimes you if you wait, just you're just trying to get things perfect. Dude, we got people in the comments talking about wrong. Art of you know War. What I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Our right. audio book. Right? Yeah, so it was it was kinda like it's kinda come to that type of a situation where we're just now at a place where we're like, you know what? See what I mean, dude? I mean, Lucky Sun Tzu's cool. He's just got his whole fucking system going. He's got all these energy drinks. He's smoking oh, yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, What's yeah. he smoking? Is that Winston? He's got, he's smoking, I think, I believe he's smoking weed and cigarettes. He's got those pre-rolled joints that come in a pack like cigarettes. Right. <laughs> he's just smoking them up. Yeah. Yeah. And did he get more, did you feel like he got more and more faded during the, during the show? <laughs> yeah, like, but that's good. That's right. like how it goes that's down. They're doing life. shots and shit. Yeah. Right. He was, was doing good. shots. It was good. Meanwhile, you're on the other side like, I don't do all that. You were First smoking thing. like a chimney. It turned into not guilty that. That's you talking about your uh, clothing brand. Esteban and me partnered with. He's drinking a not guilty. beer? Cartoon again did a bunch of all of our art for us with a few other artists. Make a little light. Rude and some other people. Ultra. And Everlast. Ultra light. He had like a 40. I don't know what that is. That a tall boy. Brand. And uh, and yeah, through some episodes, I went away for a while, and they came back. And in that time, uh, we had never trademarked. Listen, Stefan's got a high school diploma, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you were like so sure until the end of that yeah, statement, yeah. and then you're yeah, like, "Listen, yeah. man, yeah. Stefan's got a high school diploma, I yeah. think." Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And uh, yeah, I can see him getting faded, and like it looks like he's he's having a little bit of di- like look at he's got the giant joint up to his, and he looks like he's trying to focus on you. Like at a certain point when he's looking at you, I can see him like yeah. trying to focus. Okay, 
and how do you and, and and what like just to get a you know a small idea of ha- what it is when it comes to handling one sales for such a huge brands, bro, that you you've been with, bro. Like, what does that consist of? They all start somewhere, and for these guys, they start like a lot of great brands that I know started, and that was the owners were walking in with the fucking rack with a clothing rack yeah. at your store, telling you, "Hey, man." Let me show you this shit. You buy some of this. You know, like, this is why you need to get this. It's selling you this shit. Like, and so the hundreds, uh, I would see, come Were I would you come nervous, on. dude? Were you a little nervous on this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little bit nervous. I was why? Bit, I don't know, bro. I was nervous. I was, uh, you know, there was a lot. There was a few things going on there, but definitely uh, not nervous. No, I was just like... Uh, I don't know, man. I sometimes don't find the, when I tell these stories over a couple times. Right, it feels like I, I feel like part of it's not interesting, and so I, I'm telling it. And I'm like, eh, this is like the eighth okay. time you yeah, told like, it, and and but people want to hear, it, but I forget that, and I feel like I'm telling like this really boring story, and everybody's just waiting for me to end. Right, but I don't. It's just in parts. No, no, no. You know what? That's an interesting point because, dude, I gotta tell you, I mean. When you're a when you're a when you're a communicator, like you're a communicator, like you're you're an entertainer guy, mm-hmm. communicator, entertainer, you got some good stories. You also got some, you know, in your pockets, some great like one-liners to go along with someone else's story, right? Right. right. You're the kind of guy that can walk in and make a guy buy some shit. Sure. Right. And then you got some stories around you, legends and stuff that people want to hear about. So really, like if we were in medieval times, I know it sounds crazy, but you would be like a troubadour. You'd be like one big ass tattooed Latin troubadour running around with a fucking ukulele Mm -hmm. telling tales of wars and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. By the time you went through the eighth city, you'd be hitting it for like the eighth time. And to you, it's like, I heard this. Like, you don't know this already? Like, why are we starting here? (laughs) Right, like I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Guy walked in and he fucking sold some shirts. I mean, it's not that complicated, right? So um, I don't yeah. think, to be honest with you, I think you can pick up right there. Like I have the same thing, bro, dude. The lawyer, all I do is fucking talk. You don't think, dude? I can tell how many times I told us a story by the way my wife rolls her eyes. <laughs> the speed at which she rolls her eyes, I go, "Why are you rolling your eyes?" She's like, "I've fucking heard this." I'm like, I know, and you're going to hear it again, bitch. You're going to listen, because I need to practice this. I'm practicing. I really am. Half of my conversations are just practicing shtick. Sean will tell you. (laughs) Right, Sean? For sure. How many times am I on the horn with you, and I'm just riffing through different bits? Yeah. (laughs) Sean's son's on fire. His wife's running around the house, and I'm sitting there like, you know what really drives me nuts? You ever... You ever been walking down the street and just felt a bead of sweat go right in your butthole? And yeah, he's like, "Like yeah. I gotta go, bro. I gotta." <laughs> right? I mean, you ever open a peanut shell and one of the peanuts is really small? <laughs> Crazy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Right, 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 totally. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good, though, man. It was good being on the show. I'm rocking his hat. I gave him some Supermax. He gave me um, uh, a Hoodstocks cap and, you know. It was good, man. It was As good. a show, it was cool. bro, as a show went on. I mean, now I look at the table. There was started out. There was three shot glasses. Now there's two. They're all by Lucky Sun Tzu. Now there looks like there's like a bottle of rum. I don't know what that is. Tequila. Yeah, and a new beer. Right. Right. And like a completely different beer. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, well, I hope someone's driving him home from this podcast. I don't know what he's doing. He's the guy. <laughs> So you almost have to have a trade and a degree these days if you want to try. <laughs> Anyways, so. <laughs> I, I I feel like early on oh, so good. I it's like anything else, dude. Who told me that I couldn't? It's kinda like who told me that I needed to have that? Don't man. I saw more value in my friendship. Gary hits the what is that? Relationships. I find building. more value in building that way, brother. And it's all come back to relationships. It's all you can dress it up. You can dress it up however you want. You can put some skinny jeans on that bitch. I don't give a fuck. You can do whatever you want, dog. (laughs) You can do whatever you want. But it's all just little relationships, dude. Yeah. Think about it, dog. It's all just relationships and how you want to... Like Foster the- you naturally move when you talk, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you're moving back and forth, but he's also rocking a little bit. You're <laughs> like, you both are like, <laughs> you look like you guys have been in a 15 round. Fight. I'm telling you right now that I was concerned the whole time <laughs> about having to get up and go to the bathroom because I gotta piss a lot, bro. Like some things going on, right? Yeah, and uh, that guy, and then and then he was. Lucky, lucky! I had to go to the bathroom ten times more than I did. Right, I would imagine that it's like a lot of there's a lot of beverages on that. Now here's the sidekick, dude. Berto or something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> he, dude, I swear to God, he looks like a younger version of my uncle Andy. Uncle Andy was a rocket scientist uh, for Lockheed Martin. I'm gonna pull his name up. Yeah, pull his name up. I don't know what they got. That's like uh, bandanas behind that. Sean, what is that? Yep. All right. Dennis. All right. After that, what's up with it? The news anchor's back. <laughs> He's the news anchor. Yeah. Events. What's up? He's kind of like his, um, like, like, um, it's kind of like uh, Lucky Sun Tzu's, like, Adidas Zaria. What's that guy's name? Is he's unsorry? Yeah, as he, he said he's sorry. He's like that guy. He's like that guy. All right, here he goes. He's the. Yeah, I can't. What are the fucking glasses? Kind of looks like an IT guy. He really does. I can't remember. He looks like the kind yeah. of guy that like you call him up and he doesn't want to listen to you because you're trying to ask him like, like how do did I? Did you turn it on? Right. Did you, did you press turn... the power button? Did you did you restart it? Yeah. Did you reboot? Right. Is it plugged in? Can you check the cable to the wall? <laughs> Is it? Are you are you are you on a, a landline or is it Wi-Fi? What do you mean you don't know? Uh, okay. He has a company called Brero. That's his company. Brero. This is him. Yeah, and he makes those hats. 
Right. He makes those old style hat hats. What is that? What is that? And oh, the company's is... called Brero. What do you call a hat? That's like, like a newsboy hat. Yeah, yeah. It's a old newsie. school. Old school. Right. But I can't. I can't tell you guys, man. I can't remember his name. He Gosh, doesn't need a name. He's a fucking a famous guy already. Everybody knows. Yeah. Him. All you need to know is the mustache and glasses. Fine mustache and a really parted hair. Yeah. I used to part my hair like that. I actually that. like that. That's the shirts. Yeah, of yeah, course you do. Yeah, you're one of those like so casual shirts. He shirt stands guys. outside. Uh, he stands Where's outside he some of the conversation. He's right there, but there's a there's a wall. Like if we were doing this, he'd be standing in front of where you a picture of you and your wife and your kids are on a mic. Uh, so he's kind of like to the side. so he's kind of like Lucky Sun Tzu's like Robin Quivers. Exactly, it's exactly what's going on. All right. Throw a motherfucking drop one of Clue's bombs on that shit. <laughs> he was getting real worked up over there. He was, dude. Look at these guys. Groucho. Did he keep his pants zipped? Or? Groucho. All right, yeah. Exactly. Groucho. A young Groucho Marx. Right. A young Groucho Marx. Yeah. Grouchero. Grouchero Marx. Young Groucho Marx. Hey, Grouchero Marx. This thing is bad. I like it. <laughs> I love this. So guy. when you were in San Francisco, did you ever uh, link up with uh, Benny Gold? Uh, no, I, I linked up with Benny Gold down here. Who the fuck is Benny Gold? Benny Gold was a brand, streetwear brand. Right. Oh, really? In L.A. through, I think through Ben. Yeah. I think through Ben Hundreds introduced. <laughs> we had lunch and worked up. He's kind of like Ben Hundreds a little bit. He's got no. that same energy. This really? guy? Yeah, kind of like... No, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby. Hunters. I meant Bobby. He's kind of, kind of got like you know, mm-hmm. like kind of a smart guy energy. We worked on something together too, but it was through it was through the hundreds. Ah, uh, yeah, because Benny was. Uh, he, I mean, he had a shop in San Francisco. He recently closed it about like two years ago. What happened to Benny Gold? He he uh, he closed his he closed the like his business and he uh, he's working in advertising for. Uh, Wait a minute. So Benny Gold doesn't live. <laughs> It doesn't exist anymore. I have I have a piece, like one of the last pieces that he made. See what I mean? Bobby's kind of got that vibe where this streetwear and all these different brands are art pieces. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, Sean, if, you get you down, if you get down there a little bit, you're, it's going to get emotional. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to figure out. If I, ha- if I didn't have it. When did it, they open up the phone lines? I don't know. Yeah. And you know who called in? Jesus. He was like, he called in. He's like, Hi, uh, first time <laughs> caller, long time listener. I just want to say, uh, you know, Baba Booey to y'all. No, he Baba didn't do Booey. It. No, but he was like, uh, listen to the Hard Luck Show, hardluckshow.com. And then Steve was like, oh, man, thanks, brother. That was cool. And then uh, I'm trying to get to where's the emotional part where he's like, getting to the. With that being said, uh, and some have, a few have. Uh, but man, dude, it's uh, it, doing time with those guys. I just—it's uh, just a more consistent way to live, and yeah, the odds are up. But I'd rather have the odds up and be in good company and live, live, live right. You know, than 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 go the other way, man. So yeah, man. And that might. Let's see. Where's the fucking? Where is it? Maybe it's at the end, right? Yeah. I've had enough end. opportunities to, to to be okay. Just drinking another beer. But naturally, a number of times I just didn't, um, I didn't take care of them, dude. I didn't take care of them. You didn't secure the bag. Yeah. 
you let it slip. Yeah. And was that because of addiction? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, in and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. So uh, it's, you know, at, at a point in time, yeah, I just start to see things differently, bro. I really do, bro. No man, it's uh, the condition of my life today is is uh, I don't know, man. Maybe the things that I should have, maybe the things that I should have made important to me that were always important to me, but I didn't make a priority in my life. Today, they're easily priorities in my life. You know, my my daughter, my grandson, and my son. Like dude, those people are on my mind with the decisions and the things I do, you know, and and how how it's going to affect them and, and what I'm doing for them is ultimately where I'm trying to be at at all times these days. And most of the time I am. Those are my concerning thoughts, you know. Those are the people that, you know. Um, what do you think he's thinking right now? I mean, he's like pinching his chin and really looking at you. What do you think's going through his mind? I think he thinks I'm I'm fucking on one too. <laughs> he's definitely thinking that. You he's, know? Like, he's, like, he's like, I'm exhausted, bro. There's yeah. a few things going on. Yeah. But, Twenty more minutes. Right? Yeah. yeah, but um, I know yeah. I'm affecting the most. You know. In that now, stop a second. All right, go ahead. So, I what I think he's thinking too is he's thinking about what he's about to say. And this is kind of playing out because as you see where he goes with this, yeah. he, he, of course he was thinking something along the lines of like what he's going through right now. Yeah. That's, that's what true. he's thinking right now. It's right. like, fuck, this is an opportunity for me to get some, because let, that's what let, happens. Let me ask you a question. In terms of the conversation, like how did, how, what did, did you observe anything in terms of the interaction? Like, cause you were, you were on a show and you were talking to someone different right than normally me and sean we got our thing we do our stuff right sure what did you he's kind of he's not from a different world you know what i mean he's kind of like from your realm i guess younger Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. so did you find like you identified more with him was the conversation easier like how did you view the interaction the interaction's good i i viewed the interaction good i can say that there's a lot of people that watch this show yeah he comes from a place of kind of where i come from or yeah i should say we come from right so like maybe in some shows or some dialogue there's room for buffer and mistake or you can say different things yeah. and on this show you know like what's being asked you want to answer it clearly you don't you like you don't want to leave a bunch of room for interpretations of different things right get what i'm saying yeah like a lot of people are watching this you know and and he has somewhat of a reputation, and yeah. he carries himself a certain way on that show. And coming on as a guest, if you've got nothing to hide, you know what I'm saying. You got no skeletons, or you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. then you're, then you know, skeletons from a hood perspective. From a hood perspective, from a street perspective. Look at he called me, invited me on the show, and he said, "And Omi, I just have to ask, are you all good in?" Like, are you all good? Parentheses good. Yeah. And are you good in uh, your where you come from, your your neighborhood, or whatever? Think about that. 
you know. So you can't come up in there saying a bunch of shit that ain't. I don't even think you can come up in there. If the if the I guess if that answer isn't right for him, right. And he'd only come up with that answer that question if something that you know there was you know he had to he had to he had run into a situation right. You would think or you know like everybody's keeping everything on the up and up so. Well, Going ask- into the show, knowing he asked me this before I went. Yeah. I told him, thank you for asking me that. Right. I told him the obvious. I'm good f- from here in this entire universe. Right. But I told him, hey, man, I appreciate you asking that, man. I appreciate that you at least filter or have a little, you know, common sense to f- ask that before you bring somebody on your show. And, um... Hey, let me ask you a different question. How many, who does he, ha- does he have to, does he have to be right with other people before he can do a show like this? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, let me put it to you this way. I was talking to somebody on a different matter mm-hmm. and they were going to uh, something at a public level and they were saying something to the effect that, you know, before I can actually, it's actually a friend of mine down south. Mm-hmm. He was saying before he could do anything, he a had to. Friend of mine down south. He had to take care of and or make sure what he was about to do was cool for the location that he was doing it. So I'm I'm imagining I don't know that Lucky Soon Zoo before he has people on and all that other kind of stuff and he does a show called Hoodstocks and hits where he's from. I would imagine he would have to make sure that the content he's going to put out and what he's going to stand behind. Um, you know, flows in a certain direction or whatever. You would think so. That's what I would think. But and that would be the right thing to do. Right. Is to I w- in my book and the way I live, that would be the right. But there's people out there doing all sorts of crazy shit, and they ain't asking nobody. Right. There's a bunch of people you ain't got to ask anybody to start a fucking a podcast in YouTube, and there's people out there doing that. Top. All sorts of crazy shit going on out right. there. So who knows where that's going? Right. But from where I come from, there's also a correct way to do things. Right. And you know, I believe Lucky's on that page. You know, I don't know about you. You know, I just think either either you're gonna um, I was be in it, your community or you're gonna be ducking out because you did something wrong. Well, I was saying at a general level, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Let's say not Lucky Sun Tzu, but let's say. In a general level, if a gentleman was going to put on a show that everyone could see and hear, you better be damn right, man. You better be. Yes, there are definitely things that you need to be cleared, right, before you can do them. Right, and would there? You would think that maybe somebody, you know, somebody might have. I mean, when I say cleared, let me be clear. Yeah, like the FAA and you know, um, right. central broadcasting systems, <laughs> you know, have right. to be cleared. Before right, they can, FTC. Right before they can go and be um, published. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, man, I uh, I watched it and I I love to see you do your thing. I I'm you know I'm always fascinated by what you're up to and what you're doing and different perspectives of you. I get one side of you. I get a. I mean, I see a lot of different things from where I'm at. Right. I experience you as a friend. Mm-hmm. I experience you as a sober brother. I experience you as a business partner and all this other stuff. He's like, I was sometimes a sober business partner. Go on. And um, and we talk about a lot of shit. We and do. So I I love watching this because it part you know I do think it's easy when you're young. It's easy when you're young to think about what you want to be a part of and how you want to roll, right? But when by the time you start collecting some decades, it gets more complicated. Mm-hmm. It's not so easy. You you got other people to think about. You got 
life that's happened, hard lessons that you've learned. And so by the time you, if you've been, you know, smart enough, lucky enough to survive a lot of situations to get to this point, it's not that easy anymore. There's a lot to it. And you're, a, you know, at the foremost and foremost, you're a human being. You're a human fucking being that was raised in a certain way, in a certain place, at a certain time. And you've had to negotiate all that for yourself, you know, figure out where you're going to fit in, not fit in. And, you know, we're all the same in the sense that we all got hopes and dreams. We've all had to fit in. We've all had to, right? We've all come from somewhere. We've had to navigate and figure it out. And and we've been through some shit. And, you know, man, it says, I think, us in general as human beings, at least the guys I'm sitting with. You know, I'll tell you something. One of the things that I feel the closest to you about, I mean, yeah, sobriety. Yeah, we go way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? I that really too. identify with a guy that's got a good mouthpiece that's had to use it to survive and kind of in all these different environments. And I'm not even just talking about the one that everyone associates you with. I'm talking about the business environment and all these other places that you've had to show up and you know what they expect out of you and you got to deliver a little bit of it, but then you also got to remind them like, hey, we're also trying to do something else. And all that shit that you've had to fucking say, bro. How much bullshit have you had to say in your life just to deal with meatheads at every level? Dude, to be me <laughs> and then to move in the different worlds I'm moving, <laughs> there's a lot of like like uh, <laughs> wires crossing. and There's a bunch, brother. And but, dude, you uh, must get some real... I also... Identi- I, I feel like I identified to some extent, too, with the insights you've gained by those wires crossing. Like, certain people in certain areas and certain people in other areas don't realize that they're exactly the same. And if you told them they were, they would flip out because they couldn't handle it. But right. you've been in both and you've seen it. And you're like, yeah, that's. The- <laughs> I tell you, man, I'll give you, I'll give you like an example real quickly of like my dad, you know, my parents split when they were young. And so my dad wasn't along around for a long time. He was around a little bit when I was young and then showed up a little bit in the middle for a little while or right. when I was high school. But my dad, when I remember when I was young, my dad had like, you know, you know, he had, you know, cologne and gabardine and like shoe paws and like a shoehorn and like cufflinks, cufflinks, like. Like different shit, monogram. Like, and I remember that pictures of my dad when he was a young man. Like, he really cared about his appearance, and he had like the newest flashy shit and fucking. Pee. And I remember uh, seeing pictures of him, my uncle, and I. I liked all that. Thought it was slick and cool and like really important to them. And I remember my dad, my dad, my uncle. They got their nails buffed and shit, and and so I. I remember that, and but my dad wasn't around and in my life when I was kind of turning into a man. You know that nineteen twenty and into my early twenties, and I remember I worked as a waiter, busboy, and then as a waiter in like, and I'm talking about like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, in really, really nice restaurants. And I remember that I would see like these men come in with their families or business partners, like, and I would pay because a number of these restaurants were extremely upscale restaurants. Like you were just. You weren't eating in there unless you were somebody, right? right? And I watched their mannerisms and look at like what they wore, and I'd watch, you know, 
what what they're you know um i paid attention to this stuff you know and i kind of had like a plan an idea of like a template of like this this of what i liked and what i was shooting for and i picked up different things along the way and you know you mix that in with you know hood stuff and then you get to prison and there's a different set of elder men that i'm paying attention and i'm taking like different things from them and like bringing it out to the real world and like you know you using all these different things but you know i i'm not i didn't come up with what i am it's a bunch of combinations of a bunch of little things um but these are things that you do when you don't have uh maybe certain people either around or something like you look to the outside and you start kind of making it up on your own and taking things from other things but it's like i definitely had a definition of the type of man i wanted to be and i got an opportunity to kind of study some of it when i was working young like you know who who i would like to be one day and i don't know that it was so much about a thing but more than a type of man sean you just heard Steve talking about how he assembled his concept of manhood. Mm-hmm. How did you assemble yours? Where did you look? I don't know that I was like super aware, but I had a lot of friends um, that I kind of took pieces and, and parts from, I guess. It was more, I don't think mine was more, more mine was definitely not from like, the older generation. I wasn't really around that that as a young man. I guess. Who were you around? More like my friends, you know, who were fucking doing stupid shit, you know? Like? But like, you know, some of them were a lot more caring than others and some were like a little more strong than others. So I think I, I did the same thing, and, and but maybe from like a younger generation. Does that make sense to you, Steve? Sure. No, absolutely. So I, it, I'm coming from a different timeline. No, I think this is an important. This is an interesting. This might be a generational thing. But Steve's saying, you know, he was looking up. Right. Right. You yeah. were looking across. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you might have been looking at contemporary. I might have been looking a little more classic. Right. Well, I didn't have that in my life. Like you, you were able to. You didn't to have look any at, older up, generation. Yeah, exactly. And two, you, I look. I think of like people like Joey Castillo, Paul Rossi, and stuff. Like we grew up in these houses where The Godfather and, and and these films were coming on, and everybody kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't but know how can you look? Bo- how can you look to somebody your age for what it means to be a man? Yeah, I think because the vacuum was left in my household like where i didn't have my dad wasn't around when i was you know up to 15 right yeah. like i i didn't have and then my stepdad who i hated i wasn't looking up to him um uh and like if i would go to somebody else's house like a friend their dads weren't around either they were working or whatever so there wasn't a whole lot of influence from those older generations. i'm gonna tell i gotta interrupt you i'm gonna tell you something right now i'm gonna tell you something right now <laughs> Right now, I'm gonna t- t- and I'm talking about the guys that I surround. Myself. Like when you don't have, we didn't. I didn't have anything. I came from a place in time. I didn't really have much, but I'm seeing guys that didn't have much 
have it the way they want. I'm seeing it in real life and I'm seeing it in movies. And at that moment in time, I, I kind of like, very, it was very clear that that was what I was going after. I wanted those things. I wanted, like, I, I think, I think, I think that I suffered from a lack of like, I had no control over my life. I had no control over what my life, and I didn't like the way it looked. And I wanted so badly to have my own control and some right. respect and a voice and uh, that I saw that model and I was like, that's the way I can do it. Mm-hmm. It's not the fucking, it's not the fucking uh, normal way that people would. Yeah, but but this is the way that I see I could. And there were people like me around me, like a friend of ours and a couple of them that were like-minded. Right, but Sean, how much control did you have of your life? I mean, you know, the concept now is that, you know, I complete no, no, no. control. But How at, much control did you have as a young man? No, I mean, your- none. I mean, things happened in my life as far as, like, where I lived or who I was with or whatever. Right, you, are, like, you, you went to your a, mom, you were with your mom, and then yeah. one day she's like, with my dad. you were yeah. with your dad. You had she's zero like, control. Yeah, mm. yeah. Did you like the way your life looked at that point? I didn't think about it. It would there wasn't an option. There wasn't any other option, right? There's not no. A- I mean, you looked at your life, like you walked around and looked at your front room. I think what Steve's saying is, he looked. He didn't have any control, but he looked at the things. You know, Steve looked at the things that were in his life, and a lot of them weren't anything that he wanted. Right. So when you were growing up and you looked at the things, were they what you wanted? No. Right. Where did you get, so Steve says, I looked at other guys that were older, they didn't go about it the normal way, and they got some things they wanted. Yeah. And I was going to do that. They didn't what, have that model. What did you have? I think I just had like some, some form of escape through like practicing music, you know, DJing, yeah. Yeah. you know, right. listening to a lot of music. Think about creating. that. That makes sense though. Yeah, but yeah, think the, about that. So your 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 solution to a certain extent was, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go that route. Right? I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that. Yes. Sean's solution was, I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to go into another world. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I'm going to create a different right. world. Think about what you're talking about right now. Huh? Like this is interesting, man. How People can choose different ways to deal with it. Yeah. And imagine all the different millions of ways different individuals deal with one thing that you just think, oh, we all just deal with that. Here we go. He's got, listen, here comes the- Go on, go on, go on. It's like pain management. It's like dealing with emotional, your emotional pain, right? Yeah. How each each person person does it. Or death, right? Each person deals with death differently. Some people are laughing. Some people are crying. Some people are silent, right? Yeah, but some people don't hold on to it forever and never. Deal what, with it. What's interesting is that no matter the place he was at, that we still, no matter what, got to hear right now, today. That's the table. What was yours, Chumon? Did you look around? Did you see what I, everything you looked at around you? Did you like it? I hated it all. You hated it. I hated it. All. And what was your solution then? And what was being modeled for you? I know your dad was modeling a lot of things, not necessarily that you were. Half, I'm going to say half were good, half were bad. I would say. Yeah, that's right. Half were good, half were bad. That's exactly right. I think my solution to the pain 
was knowledge. Knowledge. Solution to control of my life, it was knowledge. That was what you were going to leverage? Knowledge. It was going to be... I wasn't going to be subject to anyone's bullshit if I knew internally how to argue against it. Mm. Okay. Meaning like, like... You know, you could tell me what you think is true, and I might be smaller than you, so I might have to fucking live with it. But internally, I know you're wrong. You're dead wrong. And I don't have to live by that. I might have to act like I'm living by it. Mm. Well, you're dead wrong. And if I know enough about you, I might be able to manipulate you into doing some things that I want done. Mm. And I'm just going to have to operate as a secret agent in my own home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right that's good that's the truth i'm gonna operate like and so in order for me to start understand- a war i mean it's fucking sun Tzu running around the when house you're a, huh? when you're smaller and you're you know yes. you're not whatever yes the short man has to turn yes. to the mind yes have to it's the only way when you're the tall man the big guy yeah you have to turn back to the to the mind too that's true too okay. anybody can but- turn to the mind Right. So go on. So that's that was my to the listeners. It was for you knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. Knowledge is what you were gonna take on and master. I was gonna master fucking knowledge, Knowledge. so that no more, uh, no more male figures could tell me how it was to suit them and their needs. Damn. Shuman, let's let's uh, let's now move over to your podcast with Mike Stein. I think yeah. it's the perfect time to move over to that. All right, big chair, Mike Stein. Send big us chair, a, Mike Stein. Big chair. Abadaka. Great nickname. Big chair, Mike Stein. Big you know, chair. Listen, BC. He, it was it was funny. You know, it was kind of funny. It's like a joke, like these giant chairs. You can get these things out of here. <laughs> my fuck, wife, man, they're my, a liability, <laughs> dude. My wife walked in. She was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm gonna go set one up in downtown. I'm gonna, on the way home. I'm going to Skid Row, dude. I bet Do it. Skid Row. Do I'm it! Set the motherfucker up. Set them all up and see how fast people live in them. I think Can, you could probably set one out, up in, uh, and people would take, be taking like selfies in front of it. Abadak is so odd. Dude. It's so fucking weird. Five minutes. You get five minutes in the chair. <laughs> my wife gets so pissed. Charge a buck. My wife gets so pissed when the promotional shit comes through because she, she's like, this is a fucking law office. What is this? And I'm like, dude, it's like a 10 foot chair, babe. Right? We could both sit in it. You know what, dog? Here's, here's what we got to do, Sean. Are you ready? <laughs> All you got to do is we take two big chairs to the beach. Those yeah. two big chairs to the beach. Yeah. We drink giant, like a giant fake iced tea or drink. Put it in the holder. Right. We find like a giant pair of sunglasses or something. And then we stand there at the boardwalk and like... You get couples to come and take a picture in the giant chair. I bet you people would pay five bucks all day sure. tourists to do it. Sure. You could sit there and fucking make a couple hundred bucks in a day. I'm Dude, you, you know brother. when if Big Lep and Vanessa come and tell them that. Just be like, look, Lep, here's your new business model. Dude, can we get a picture of them in the Yeah, chair? with it. her sitting on Big Lep's lap. Yes. We put a Santa Claus yeah, dog, on. You would make money oh doing that at the God. beach. Oh, yeah. Will the thing support two people? Not yeah. those two. Uh, I don't know. Hey, I gotta have a cigarette before we jump on that. All right, all right. Bye. Show me.